Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I am Jerry, joining me today, Terry, and uh, and a new face, it's it's Matt. Uh, Matt, yeah, man, Matt, welcome. Thank you very much, thanks, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, uh, Matt's Matt's name has been in the in the mix to be coming on whenever we could work out a good time, and and now is that time. So, uh, very cool, uh, Matt. Where where do you hail from, sir? I am uh, from obviously you being uh, over the massive pond. I'm over the small pond from the city of Liverpool um, on the world. I don't know if you know that or not, or. I've heard of it. Yeah, I actually, I, I, these the guys talk about the world. Yeah, and so I am, I am familiar. And yeah, no one's walls. <laughs> they usually don't say that, but I see that kind of that kind of talk on the on the message boards well, and the forums guys, and whatnot. Like, Closer to Goodison Park than most people from the city of Liverpool. So, right on. Uh, so, uh, life lifelong Everton supporter. Yeah, yeah, since I was about six, seven, uh, went to the first game in 95, Chris Sutton scored after six seconds, I think it was, so that took me into um, Evertonia very, very quickly, <laughs> as it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I guess, what do, you, what do you do when you're not showing up for podcasts and videos? Um God knows. Uh, sit there, watch a bit of telly, work, look after my daughter and my cat, and I'm currently beefing with three of next door neighbours' cats as well. Uh, there's a little white and ginger one that I'm trying to um, not kill, <laughs> but at the moment it's just strictly a water pistol to keep him from fighting with my cat. See, that sounds. It sounds more. That sounds kind. I know Terry. Terry is uh, is like Mr. Cat. Yeah. So he was like, yeah. A man after my own heart. I've, uh, I've dealt with <laughs> good cat stuff. wars myself. I've, uh, I've been on the cat front lines many a time. Yeah. I might bring my cat on next time. <laughs> Definitely do it. I mean, uh, I know Dave, is, his dog has, has gotten into... Uh, to our videos before just jumping up on there with him and uh and and my children sometimes right. appear uh so so yeah pretty much you know it, it's really fine just cats are welcome you know it's it's like a a, a hipster bar you know pets welcome awesome. uh, <laughs> uh so, so uh, any anything else? I mean, uh, we feel like is important. Terry, do you have any questions for Matt? Or you feel you feel uh, feel ready? Yeah. What what color is your cat? Is it a boy or a girl? And what's the name? Uh, he's black and white, and uh, obviously he's a boy. Um, and I named him uh, Marlow. I don't know if you've seen the program The Wire. Um, yeah. I named him after um, <laughs> season three, season four, season five, drug dealer. Marlo Stanfield. Uh, it was the, it was the only uh, wire based name I could possibly get the wife to agree to. So you couldn't go with bunk. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stringer. Was, no, it's been a good um, a good cat name. But other than that, uh, 
yeah, I have to stick with Marlo. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, you, D'Angelo doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. I mean, these are. Uh, I think uh, Marlo is a good one. That's a really. I here I was. I was like, did he did he name it after Christopher Marlo? Like, <laughs> that's like. That was like wow. He's like. Really well read. Instead, it's like you're really well viewed. <laughs> Drug kingpin. <laughs> hey, that works. Hey, I we are currently like rewatching all of the wire, so we're just finished the first season, and we're about to start the second one. Yeah, uh, well, um, yeah, yeah. We have just fin- we've just literally just finished the uh, rewatching the Sopranos for the first time. I've rewatched it since it since it came out, and um, I still don't get the ending. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> you're not going to like it. <laughs> I, I read up afterwards. I, th- I think I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so just, I have to tip my hand here. I've, I have I watched the first two seasons of Sopranos and then me and my wife went back through and rewatched all of, we rewatched that season, those seasons, and then we rewatched all of them. And the only thing we didn't watch is the last episode. Because oh, we were we were scared to let it end. We were like, we're not ready for this. We're not emotionally prepared for whatever is to come. We have still not watched it. And, yeah, so at some point we're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. So it's embarrassing, but that's, I just, yeah, I had to get that off my chest. Anyway, see, total silence from you guys on that. <laughs> We don't want to give anything away. <laughs> I know, I know. You, you guys are just like, hey, we're just going to re- sit here stone-faced and uh, Terry's quietly thinking, I will never forgive you for this. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, by the way, uh, just so you know, we, we typically, Terry and I, when we talk about like favorite shows, those are the two go-to every time. That's good That's to know. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've even done seg- segments for the pod on that before where he talked about The Sopranos and I talked about The Wire. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, welcome, Matt. Matt is uh, officially in the gang now. Um, so, uh, we're going we're gonna to move on to Everton-based stuff. Uh, for those of you listening to this podcast and, and not... Uh, you know, using one of your other senses. Uh, the way the the way the lineup's going to work is we're starting to ta- we're going to talk about uh, Adam Lookman. Um, seems like uh, Leipzig is is where he's going to be really soon. Um, and then we're going to talk about Adrissa Gay. Uh, what's the deal with him? Is he is he going to be off to PSG? If so, how are we going to cope? Should we cope? Uh, is if there's a good price, do we sell? There's a lot of questions to discuss there. And then we're going to do a quiz. Uh, it's, you know, Matt's first time on and it's kind of a trial by fire. He gets to do a quiz, uh, and and he'll be cage matching up against uh, Terry, who will uh, hopefully leave his luchador mask off, uh, this time. Uh, we'll see. Promises nothing. Um, but that's it. Uh, so that's, that's the way it's going to roll podcast wise. So let us get started. Uh, Adam Lookman. Deal agreed in principle to send him to Leipzig for about twenty-two and a half million pounds. Uh, I remember the the initial fee when I relooked it up was about uh, seven point five million. I think that was the initial fee. Um, he ended. I know when he was with Leipzig, he had five goals, four assists for them in that half season. Uh, 
Uh, I think he was playing more as a left forward for them, uh, but I know they were doing a decent amount of switching when they were playing. Um, Silva and Braun seemed like they wanted to make it work, keep him here. Uh, so the question I've got for you, Matt, I'm going to start with you because I know Terry's already addressed this. Uh, do we feel like Adam Lookman was a victim of the manager carousel that that uh, was was Everton over the past couple years, or did he just not grab his chances when he got them? Uh, well, I think not just um, look Adam Luckman's a victim of that um, a victim of that management carousel to say. You got to look at Tom Davis and John Joe Kenny as well, and a few of the other kids um, during that Cumin Allardyce cluster of um, Unsworth as well. Yeah, they were they were relied on far too much. Well, maybe not Luckman as much as Kenny or, and Davis and so. Um, but when it comes to Luckman, I think he's never really had that chance to maybe play 10, 15 games there. But there's also the case of Silver, as you say, Silver and Brands have really wanted to give him a go. But maybe he, Silver did hint last, at the end of last season about the application and training. Maybe he hasn't shown that he wanted to give them a go. Maybe he's felt the clubs let him down and he just wanted to get out. It's a, it's one of them ones. It's probably, we'll look back on it as sometimes a player just doesn't fit a club. And I think Luckman is probably down in that category. Mm-hmm. If it fit a club or a certain time in that club, you know, because yeah. it could be... A, <laughs> Could be just the the fact that you know right now we're if he were to get playing time it was gonna be on that right wing, mm. you know where Walcott and Richarlison have both were both getting more time than him and uh, Silva. I mean it's not like Silva's going to uh, cut down our chances to be able to win a game. So he thinks that those players were giving us a better opportunity to win games. Um, so that means Lookman, yeah. I mean where does he fit? Um, do you feel like it was kind of a? Did you did you get the vibe that he was pouting? Um, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's 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 you know. So sometimes people can be shy, and they can confuse shyness with grumpiness, or as you say, pout, pouting. Um, it could just some people are different. Some people aren't shouty. Some people don't put themselves across as that all-action type of person. Um, Luckman was often, a, if you walk past him in the street, you might be a head-down type of person. Mm-hmm. You never sort of know. You don't know the insides and outsides. I think when it comes to the transfer, I think if you look at the fee and you look at the two years left on the contract and how much minutes he's played in the last three years, you can look at other clubs and see that they have got you know Ty- Tyrone Mings for twenty odd million pounds. You could probably say we could have got more, but at the end of the day, we owe it to the lad maybe to give him the move that he wanted as well. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Terry, we've heard you weigh in on this at least once. It's more like you know seven or eight times over the past year or two, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, how do you, what's your vibe on this on this transfer? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to give you guys to throw, throw out a bunch of questions for y'all before I blab my thoughts, but I have a feeling that all of all the three of us are in a similar boat on this. And by the way, Matt, very impressed with your, your almost uh, humanistic way of viewing 
you know, it was, it was very, uh, very kind to consider him as a person. You know, that, that was that's that's nice. That's what we're getting here. New guy, Matt. Nice guy. Deal with that. <laughs> All right. So, so Terry, how you how do you feel about this one when you saw that the that that agreement flashed across your screen? What did you feel? Um, happy in a weird kind of way that um, it's not going to drag on all summer like it you know did last summer. I, I, you know, we all know. Well, I feel like everyone should have known that he's probably going to go this summer. Um, and I'm glad that it wasn't one of those dragged out, you know, increase the bid each time by, you know, a pound or two pound type of things. They've took our advice and seem to have met our valuation in some form or fashion. We can, you know, get things cleaned up pretty quickly, hopefully, and move on. And the player gets to go to where he wants to be and, and you know, kickstart his career. We bring in the money that we deem is a fair game for that player. And uh, we can reinvest that money into somewhere else. I mean, I think at this point, you, you, if we if he'd have gone last summer, you'd have had a everyone would have had a lot of what ifs. But I, I don't think anyone can have any of those now because he was kept at great pains by the management team, and at times across the season, there was times where he should have really, you know, people think he should have played more, especially over Walcott at certain points. But I think we came to find out when he did when he did keep him for a season and we had a manager who wanted to use him and play the type of football that suited him that it just wasn't a good fit. It, it would never have worked no matter what. I, it was, you know, some ways a lot, you know, the season with Koeman and Allardyce, he should have been playing a lot more then. I had a Yannick Balassi on the left in my opinion, but when he uh, was used by Silver, he played predominantly on the right because unfortunately for Adamola Luckman, the new manager came in and brought in two fantastic wide players in Bernard and Richarlison. He struggled to uh, dislodge them when it came to the crunch. And when he tried to displace Walcott, we also found out that he wasn't very effective on the right. It's just the whole move is a little bit snake-bitten from everyone involved. So I think the fact that we can make good money on him and he can go to a club where he wants to be, I think it just suits all parties. I was happy to see it, although you're never happy to see a good player go. It's not really a player we use or we're going to use that much. So we're not going to see big profits for a lot of the players who were not playing in the first team at the minute. So this likely to be the only one where we will see a big profit and you've got to at least you know be happy with that, if nothing else. Yeah, there are people upset about this transfer. There are people upset. I get where they're coming from. All right, I just want to say that I, I understand... He's he's a he's a player with promise, and you hate to see uh, a club that's trying to build something, you know, to build something for the future. Let a player go who is really promising when you see them play. I mean, he is a ball of energy when he comes in. He can unlock defenses. I, he has some of the best like ball control that I've seen, like tight, close control. Not many players that you see have that, right? That's true. Okay. Um, but I think he's a player who thrives on confidence. You know, I'm just gonna let me just make a bunch of assumptions about his personality right now. Okay, I think he is shy, the way Matt was saying. Okay, and I think he's somebody who needs that vote of confidence. He needs you to say, "You're my guy. You're gonna start." He needs that stability. He needs to feel like everybody's believing in him. Some players, I would, I I, I don't necessarily want to say they're more professional because I don't know that that that's fair to Lookman to say that. Um, 
but I, I think that they go in and they say, okay, I'm one of four wingers that this team is going to have. One of four outside forwards that the team is going to have, and I'm going to scrap, and I may play sometimes, and I might not. You know, some people go into a situation knowing that. I don't think Mola Lookman wants that at all. I think he needs people to say, you're my guy, you're going to play. So I, I don't mean it to say that he's not emotionally strong. You can be shy and still be strong, you know? I think he just has certain fits that he's more comfortable with, all right? And as somebody who has, I mean, I've got social anxiety, like pretty hardcore. I get comfort levels. I get that. You know what I mean? Certain things, I, I, I'm totally with it, you know? Um, so I was actually, there was a bit of me that was a little bit happy like Terry. You know, I look back at Marcel Bronze back there, all right? All right, I thought about him, and I was like, you know what, man? He's doing his work. He's doing his job. He's smarter than I am, you know? He, he is, because he's like this gray-haired god in our club now, you know? So I, he's going to do his thing, and if, if, if Mola Lookman was going to work, he would have made it work. He would have found a way, you know? So let's see what happens when we bring it in. That's the thing. I think people aren't seeing the replacement. You know what I mean? Matt, mm-hmm. Matt, you you looked like yeah. you were going to say something. Uh, yeah, that was something um, I was going to say as well. If you look at who we're being linked with now, is like your Malcolms, your Raphael Liao's. You know, there was a tiny link to Pepe. <laughs> um, they're all improvements on Adam Ola Luckman. And um, so, if we if if we can get twenty, if we can get twenty two million for Luckman, put that towards a better winger who's going to start every single week. Takes Walcott out the team. He's another option along with a Charleston and Bernard. Then no one can really complain about it, really, can they? It's yeah, it's win-win. It's it's a win for Luckman. It's a win for us. It's it's a win for everyone. I hope. You know, people are going to say we might regret this. The same way with Lushich. You know, they were saying we might regret this. You know, they're going to be playing. They're going to get sold on for lots of money. Blah blah blah. And they might, but they're going to. Because they found a situation they wanted to thrive in. You know, that's, and, and right now that was not a place they wanted to thrive. You know, yeah. if you've ever. I'm a big believer in the right fit for certain players at certain clubs. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, it's not top trumps. It's not easily transferable stats and skills. It's some players are better at some clubs and fit and just, whether it's the style, whether it's the, you know, the fans, whether it's the manager that they're there. We've seen it right across. I mean, there's some players who've been fantastic some places and poor others, or you know, were terrible in some you know clubs and went on to be superstars. Like, I mean, Chelsea. Look at Chelsea. They, you know, De Bruyne, uh, Mohamed Salah. They are now some of the best players in the Premier League. But they wouldn't be if they were still at Chelsea because they wouldn't have developed at uh, Wolfsburg and Roma and whatnot. If if Vlasic and Lukman go on to be stars. We can't have any complaints about that because they wouldn't have done it here because they wouldn't have got the game time they needed to kick on to that. Also, it's got to be said as well, they might not become stars. Mm-hmm. They might not. It's like it's not a nailed-on thing that a young player who looks good uh, and we don't you know, get the most out of goes on to be a star. It's happened. I've seen a lot of young players, not just at Everton, who look great and you think they're going to be you know, formidable and it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like Man United, you know, Arsenal, Liverpool, they've all had these players and they just disappear. I hope that doesn't happen to them because, you know, I, I wouldn't like to see any player with promise disappear. But 
people are getting a little bit too wound up that you know we've let the next Jaden Sancho or something you know go um, out the door for a reduced price, and the price just quickly on that with you know compared to Tyrone Mings, prices are dependent on who's buying now. RB Leipzig will not pay the same money that um, Aston Villa will, which is bizarre. But Aston Villa are a Premier League club, so they've got money coming out of their ears. So if you said if we'd have sold Adam Luckman to Crystal Palace, he'd have been thirty million plus. But Crystal Palace weren't in for him, Leipzig were. So you've got to, you know, well, lower your money expectations depending on the club who's buying, I think. Well that's the thing too as well. If you you know, you, you could probably look and ask for thirty million off a Premier League club, but then he's playing in the Premier League. It's quite quite easy that he come could come back to Goodison and haunt us that way. <laughs> so abroad. Um we can watch him from afar. We can cheer him on. We can do what we want. We, he's he's out of the way basically. There's, there's there's no Everton that sort of thing to go with it. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that's why when people talk about you know how much these clubs are spending on transfer fees and how much how much they're making these clubs in other in other other leagues. You know, uh, it's hard to like translate that to Premier League clubs because Premier League clubs are paying higher dollar because they have to. Everybody's like, oh, you have all that TV money. So let's just go ahead and add an extra, you know, five to ten million on top of the price, you know. So, yeah, I think we may be living a little bit of that dream on our transfers at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll see. Marcel, get to work. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, anything else on Lookman? I mean, uh, you know, good luck, man. Good. Yeah. Didn't even mean to do that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but anything else? Yeah. I mean, honestly, good luck to him. Hope he does well. Hope he kicks on. Yeah. All right. Um, and hope he doesn't do one of those. I left Everton. Let's go trash the club now. You know, talking tirades. Let's hope he just, yeah. Those are always annoying. Got to talk about Adrissa Gay. Uh, there were rumors that uh, that Everton have rejected a 22.6 million pound bid from PSG. Uh, talks supposedly are ongoing. This is all supposed stuff. All supposed. We don't know what's true, what's not. That's that's you know, summer transfer window though, right? It's always like that. Um, we don't know who the, who the unicorns are this summer. Who are our transfer whisperers? Are there any ITKs out there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, uh, so there were rumors, a lot of people saying, oh, Delph has been brought in to replace Idrissa Gay. That's why we got Delph. Well, Silva came out and said, no, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. No. He's like, I see Delph as a box-to-box guy. And yeah, he's like, he can, he can cover other positions, but I see him as a box to box as his best position. Um, additionally, Silva also said that he wants to talk to Adrissa Gay about staying when he gets done with Africa Cup of Nations. Well, he's playing with Senegal. So I, what's actually going to happen here? I don't know. Uh, I think PSG supporters are saying everything's greedy when I got to be honest, that that supposed bid we knocked down—that's a that's a small bid for Adrissa Gay for a guy who has stats like he has and that is that is so important to our team as he is. That's a small bid. 
Uh, Terry, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, how big does the bid need to be for us to sell Idrissa Gay, or should we just say no deal regardless? What are you thinking? I think if it exceeds $30 million, the club will accept it to um, let the player go to a Champions League team. Um, I think they'd like something like 35, 40, but I think if it gets over 30, I think that will probably do. Um, the absolute balls on PSG fans, officials, mascots, anyone to say we're being greedy. It's their fault the transfer fees are off the head. They made that Neymar deal, so now everyone's paying stupid money for everyone because it broke the scale. So why on earth have they got the absolute cheek to say they're being greedy? The reason we can demand that price is them. They're the reason. But um, I can I just can I just repeat what Terry said, PSG fans. Terry hates your balls. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to emphasize that. He's never not. liked them. All right. I'm a big fan of balls. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Terry, very quotable. <laughs> Let's go. Sorry to interrupt, Terry. I just had to say that because I'm a 13 year old juvenile boy. All right. <laughs> go ahead, Terry. Sorry, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think the club would be willing to let him go uh, for a, an acceptable price. Now, they think they're going to get him on the cheap because they think it's. Uh, it's still old money where, you know, we're, we're PSG, we're in the Champions League, we win titles, so we can just bully a team that's not in Europe and take their better players. Mm-mm, not a Premier League team. Huddersfield made more money last year than um, Atletico Madrid. Doesn't work like that in the transfer market now. You can't, if you if Premier League clubs buy off your club, that you can charge more, but also if you want to buy from them, especially a player who's a key player, you're going to have to pay those Premier League premium prices. And if they're not willing to do that, he'll stay. I think the club are willing to let him go because he's, you know, they've got respect for the player and they don't, you know, he's acted professionally and and all what have you. But I don't think they're going to be, you know, taken advantage of. I actually disagree with Silver. I think the, I think Delph has been bought for with a potential replacement of Gay in mind. Now I don't think it's as clear cut as oh he's leaving, so we're just going to get Delph in. But I think when the club were made aware of his price is really low in context price they thought we'll get him in because he's going to be a valuable addition to the squad you know i can play 4-3-3 with him i can play him um in the adrissa gay role if i need to i think gay will be replaced with another body but the actual role in the team of that sort of destructive midfielder will be delfs if he goes and if not great we've got two Mm. Got two type of combative midfielders because let's be honest, the only other ones we've got is James McCarthy who's leaving, and well, Schneiderland's not a destructive type of player. He's more of a sitting player, isn't he? He's more of a Andre Gomez than he is an Adrissa Gay. Mm. So yeah, I think to go back to your original question, Jerry, <laughs> I think about thirty million plus will get the player for PSG, and I think we'll demand anywhere between 30 and 40 and then see where we end up. All right. So uh, Terry making his prediction and saying that Silva is, uh, is, is lying. That's what Terry says. He's, I hate the <laughs> PSG fan balls as well. He's not a fan of the PSG balls. All right. Yeah. Not his, not his thing. 
Uh, Matt, <laughs> you want to follow that? False. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, so, so just just to kind of, a lot of people are angry about the, even the slightest prospect of Idris Gay being sold. They're just flat out angry. Like you see them, you know, getting on the keyboard and immediately like, no, look at his defensive production. Look at his numbers, you know, second and second behind Ndidi and tackles, I think. Um, yeah. he, 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 he's huge for us. Um, how are you feeling about the possibility of him moving on? Well, if you asked me that question in January, I would have probably said, well, I, w- I would have said that um, anything around £30 million, I'd buy, I'd buy the hands up, PSG's hands off. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few deficiencies to Gay's game, you know, um, as good as he was at tackling, as good as he was at intercepting for defensive midfielders, sometimes you just need to hold your position and he wasn't doing that at times. He could get carried away by chasing after the ball. Um Sometimes he's a little bit lightweight, but since January, then my opinion really is completely 180. But really, my opinion doesn't particularly matter to what's going to happen with Garner Gay. Um, I think that um, he's probably agreed something with Everton that he'll be allowed to go in January, providing a bid happens. I think Silva knows that. I think Brands knows that. I agree with Terry again with the terms of Delfs coming on the basis that we are selling gay, but I think we'll also look to get someone else in as well. Um, maybe there's someone that's, that's a little bit younger as that's able to come into the club without having to go straight into the team. There's not the pressure there if you are addressing Garner Gay's replacement. Um, we can put them in there slowly and build that up. Uh, but yeah, I'd agree again with Terry. Anything over thirty million, and it probably will be um, just going to go to PSG. I think. I think that probably sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I think last year I'd have gotten angry at that price just because I knew he was one of our stronger players. But that's uh, he's he's getting older. It's another year off his contract. He's twenty nine. Um, and a player whose who's, uh, game depends so much on quickness and speed, when you're getting older, I can tell you this from experience, you are not as fast. <laughs> this news flash for anybody out there <laughs> who doesn't know this. Uh, it's a, and, and, you know, there are players who maintain their speed for a little while after 30. Um, it just doesn't, they're, they're, the same spring in the step doesn't last as long, um, you know, uh, game in, game out. Uh, so um, I'm really, I, it's a shame. And again, I, I get the people who are, who are violently attacking their keyboards. Like you are out of your gourd to, to get rid of Ghana. He's one of the positives, you know. Why are we selling our best players? I, I, I I've heard this, you know. I've read this. I get what you're saying. Um, it, you know, I think we all have some sense of perspective here. So it's not like that we don't get that. But again, he's he's 29. Um, and does he actually fit exactly what Silva wants to do? That's another thing I'm really curious about. You know, I will say his offensive production, um, his offensive, his attacking game got a lot better 
after January. Um, yeah. And that was, that was nice. And watching him make that rampaging run through the middle to score for Senegal last week, we were talking about that on last week's show, you know, him, the idea of him doing that for Everton this season, that is that the thought of that is nice. I'm just saying, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to be fine with the club, with whatever the club decides to do on this. I just don't think we're going to, you know, you know, lay a turd here if we sell him and, and buy another player. I think, I think the manager and uh, gosh, I just have been so blindly following Marcel Bronze. You know what I mean? It's just, it wasn't as much at first. I was a little bit dowdy, but now it's just kind of like, he's Marcel Bronze. Look what he did last summer. Look what he did. Okay? I feel like he's going to find a way to, to make it okay. You know? So, if Idrissa Gay stays, cool. If he doesn't, let's get in somebody with some promise that is younger. That's what I hope. Because we, if Delph is coming to replace him, he's old like me. All right, <laughs> that's replacing uh, old with old. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, I'm cool with whatever the club ends up doing. Uh, yeah, Matt, you were about to say something. Yeah, I think there's like there's, there's been a bit of a sea change with fans and 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 things like that around the club. That there's no one that's really there's not a player now that you you think we cannot sell them. Even if you look at someone like Richarlison, um, we're a little bit more switched on compared to maybe when we sold Lukaku a few years ago. Oh, we can't replace him. Oh, well, we still haven't replaced him. But um, if we sell Richarlison in a year, two years' time for 120, 140, whatever, whatever million we sell him for, we're, we're confident that Brands knows what he's doing. That is how he works. He buys these players at a certain price, sells them on a few years later at a certain price, and then brings someone else, mm-hmm. else in. I think. A lot. We we trust the plan. We trust um, the mo, and you know. Could you imagine this calmness over rumours of a of selling a player two three years ago? I don't think you could. Mm-mm. Not at all. I totally agree. No. Brands bought a lot of a lot of uh, time and trust with the last uh, summer's transfer dealings, it because it. It looked like, I mean, last pre-season, you know, we were losing every game and players weren't coming in quickly and, you know, people were, you know, worried and it's obviously the new manager was in place and stuff and we'd just come off holidays. But then we got Bernard and then we got, you know, um, Yerry Mina, we got Andre Gomez and, you know, Mina obviously got injured a lot, but Gomez and Bernard were such, you know, great successes, especially um, Gomez, uh, because I think he took everyone by surprise. Nobody really expected him to be as good as he was. So now people trust that. Well, he, you know, and plus no one had no one had sort of been championing for these players. No one said we need to go and get Bernard. We need to go and get um, Gomez. It was all different players. So when the players that we hadn't been linked with arrived and they all turned out to be good, I think everyone realised that yeah, Brands, you know, he knows his onions. Basically, we need to uh, just trust that he's gonna, you know, do the right thing. And just just on the point of Delph replacing him. Um, self-replacing Garner, I don't think it'll be a, like, that's the long-term strategy. I think Delph will be the immediate swap-in. There's no bedding in periods. And then we'll also bring in a young player who can slowly come into the team bit by bit and, and take that position and Delph can move elsewhere. 
in the team. Like for, I think that maybe what uh, Sosa was bought for, but it was intended to be bought for Santiago Sosa. We were in for him from Argentina, but couldn't get a work permit. I think that's the type of thing we'll do when uh, Silva says if Garner goes, we'll need to replace him. Maybe we'll do that. We'll bring in some under-21 player from somewhere who we won't see that much at first and he'll be groomed to be that defensive midfielder while um, Delph keeps things ticking over in the short term. Even um, even if it's a case of Gay staying and Delph being around as well, you've got to remember uh, Garner Gay is still at the African Cup of Nations. So he's going to get back. Uh, he's going to have a holiday, isn't he, and for two, three weeks off. Then back into training, and then we're looking at the beginning of the season there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might not be ready for the first three, four games of the season. So you need someone to step in there anyway. That is true. That's very true. Uh, yeah, I, I think about Dortmund. All right, now, I know they're a different club. I know they're in a different country, different league, all that stuff, but. Every single year, their strongest players are linked with bigger clubs. Every single year. And every single year, they usually sell. And they reload. And they are ready. And they compete. Every single year. It is, a, it is an intelligent transfer strategy. Okay? Um, and I, I don't think that they were, you know, shitting their pants over Christian Pulisic getting bought. I don't think so. They were like, hey, we just played most of the season without him playing that much. We got Jaden Sancho. You know, they're they're doing fine. You know, so it's a matter of, yes, sometimes your, your stronger players are going to get linked to other clubs. If you're in a certain period, you know, it's going to happen. And I'm just to the point now where I'm not freaking out anymore. I'm not. You know, I used to, you know, used to. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Lukaku, no. Yeah, that that sucked. Now it's just like. Johnson is the oh one that kills me. I think that's even a better example. I think that that's a great example. I think that's that's what this summer's in prep in aid of. I think that's what the idea is. You know, he's going to try and clear the decks, get all the dead wood out. You know, even some of them are, you know, low prices, get everyone gone and then just have that squad, that smaller squad of young players under a young manager and then when one goes for big money, two or three more come in. Mm. I mean, just work off that platform. But um, Atletico Madrid did it for years as well as Dortmund. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, yeah. it works. It works. Now, we are not ready to do that yet because we're still heavily reliant on these young players. We couldn't sell Richarlison yet because he was our top goal scorer <laughs> but Hopefully in a year's time or a year, you know, two years, if he goes on to be a superstar, we could have a team full of, you know, just loads of young quality players and go, yeah, yeah, you can buy him for crazy money. And we've got these two other kids who are lined up and they're going to, you know, go, well, one of them will go as well for crazy money down the line and, you know, just keeps it rolling. But I think this summer is crucial to that. We need to clear out the, the mess and, stock the shelves with young players so there's always ones to come through and come in when you know the inevitable big sales start again it's what Everton traditionally didn't do well we always sold the star player and then struggled to find adequate replacements you know we we, we eventually did but we'd sell a player and then we'd go and buy a load of older players to fill the gap immediately and then you'd you know you'd tell another young player 
and then that's how you end up with after five years a squad of absolute trash basically that you need an overhaul we've had about this is our fourth overhaul in in five or six years and it's because of poor transfer strategy but hopefully Marcel is uh, the man to sort that out now (laughs) we have an agreement all right so (laughs) very good stuff um who knows you know uh, exactly what's going to go down with Ghana um yeah, but uh, whether he stays or goes, I think we'll f- find a way to end up being all right. I really do, you know. Uh, but it, that is a lot to replace. How great has that signing been, by the way? For the mm. amount that we bought him for from, from Villa? I mean, that's nuts. He's been fantastic. Um, so uh, anything else to add on, uh, on Ghana here? No. Just that I hope I'm wrong and he does stay and we don't get any money for him because he stays. No, that is the is the thing, dude. It's thirty million pound for what Garner is. Is it really worth the cash cashing in when we could, I don't know, a year down the line, get rid of, I don't know, someone else for thirty million pound who is not as important to the team. See, that's a tough one. It also depends on. Uh, the fact it's his age too you know what I mean there's all these weird factors that kind of you have to weigh and I don't know the answers yeah I mean I, I'm not I'm not in favor of selling everyone and, and like turning a profit on everyone you still want you keep you keep a good team together you just want to sell one young star you want to sell a, an Usman Dembele like you know Dortmund did for mega money after one season and you know what I mean it's a, it's a, I want to be Dortmund I don't want to be Southampton where they just sell everyone yeah. Yeah. For like ten million. Profits, if you try to like, sell everyone, you have no cohesive nature from season to season. You have that tremendous turnover, and there's no chemistry between the players. It's it's a whole new job Atletico, every year, you know. Atletico used to just sell their striker and then buy a young striker with a fraction of the money and invest the money in the rest of the squad, and then they always had an amazing team. But just every year, just rotated the strikers mm. because. You know, it'd be Torres, then it'd be Falcao, and then it'd be Diego Costa, and I probably missed one there. Aguero. Um, Aguero, yeah, I knew I had. That's what I want to be. I want to be an amazing team, like Luca Dean and, and, you know, Gomez and, you know, Malcolm and all that. But if we sell Richardson, okay, well, we go and get two more Bernard-type players and another Zuma and, you know, that kind of another team. And then we've got a, a class team, but every few years we sell, like, a teenage or young, early 20-something star and go massively in the black in the bank, and then just invest, invest, invest. I think that is what Brandt has been brought mm-hmm. in for to instill that model at a Premier League level. He'd done it in in Holland, but obviously in Holland the safety nets there of yeah, PSV are never going to go down. It's lot you know smaller amounts of money. I want that brand's sort of operating system installed into the Everton software. Mm-hmm. That is it for our Ghana segment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for If You Know Your History, the Everton-based quiz segment that pits Matt against Terry in a Toffee's cage match of wit and might. Switched around some of the words there, but you got the idea. So, the way this quiz is going to work, it's sort of a higher-lower kind of thing. I will be telling these guys uh, a, a player of yesteryear 
from Everton. Uh, and they have to guess how many appearances said player has made. Uh, so what's going to happen? Uh, one of these guys will win the toss and choose to go first or second. And whoever guesses the closer number to the correct amount of appearances, uh, yeah, they, they, they win that one. They win that point. And it's first to five. That's the way it'll work. So, uh, Matt, do you have any questions? Um, no, I'm ready to go. Uh, I thought your question was going to be like, can we not do this? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my question. Let's, uh, no. Awesome. Uh, Terry, you good? I'm good. Yeah. The, the grizzled veteran. He's, he's always ready. Uh, so I would like to share that I have something coin shaped to flip today. Uh, it is a, a plastic replica of a silver dollar, an American silver dollar. Uh, it's plastic. I would never have real silver change. Too poor. Too poor. Uh, but this is this is coin-shaped. Normally, uh, last time I think I flipped a mouse pad, which was <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but but this time it's, it's coin-based. So, Matt, you're going to flip this. Uh, so, if you'll call it heads or tails, sir. Uh, tails, please. He says tails, and it is tails. Ah, oh, tough break, Terry. Sorry, you've lost the coin toss. Uh, Matt, first or second, man? First. I wants think. to go first, he thinks. Question mark. <laughs> so uh, you'll go first, uh, and then we'll continue flipping that back and forth, all right? So question one, Matt will go first. Question two, Terry will go first. Enough explanation. Let's, let's, let's get it on. So, uh, cue intense quiz music. And there it is. It's super intense. You can, you can hear it. The intensity. Yes. Uh, so, Matt. Uh, Neville Southall. How many appearances from Neville Southall for Everton? Uh, is there Everton appearances? I want to be seven hundred and sixty-two. Seven hundred, seven hundred sixty-two. Says Matt. All right, Terry. I'm gonna go with a complete guess at six hundred and fourteen. Six hundred fourteen. Actual retail price of Neville Southall, who played for Everton, who was an Everton player from 1981 through 1998. Wow. He had 751 appearances. Matt, that was a smoking good guess, man. Oh my god. That's that's crazy good. If we get that kind of, if you continue this consistency, that's just ridiculous. Uh Terry. Tough break on that one. It's your turn. All right. Uh, everyone's favorite nice guy Costa Rican player, Brian Oviedo, baby. All right. How many appearances for Everton did Oviedo have? Make. Whichever word works best. I'm going to go with 40. 40 appearances, says Terry. What you got, Matt? Is it, is, so is it the closest to the number wins? Yes. And I could be really evil here and just say 41 or 39. You could. 
You could completely but, um, do that. But for the fun of the game, I think I'll go for... 52. 52. You're a bigger man than I because me and Max always prices right each other. <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got no morals or any code. Like that that. Eventually, Matt will get to that point. He's being a nice guy right now because he's just getting to know everybody. <laughs> Later on, it's just going to be straight for the throat. Uh, actual retail price of Oviedo Baby. Uh, who played for Everton from 2012 through 2017. 68 appearances. 68 appearances. It must have been so, quite a lot. <laughs> Matt is uh, has just gotten the second one. All right. All right. Now, uh, I think I recently saw somebody call it, uh, instead of, oh, Kevin Morales, it's, uh, Kevin Morales now. Uh, yeah. How many appearances did Kevin Mar- has Kev has? I have to say present tense. <laughs> it's sad. Uh, has Kevin Morales had for Everton? The Everton thus far, Matt. He's been here about six or seven seasons, hasn't he? But he's been on loan a few. I'd probably go about 120. 120 says Matt. Terry, what do you got? I'm gonna go 105. 105. Oh, Terry, you went the wrong way. Yeah. He, I mean, I, I, it's it's a little stunning to, to realize that Kevin Ross has made 187 appearances for Everton. From, wow. Uh, yeah, from 2012 to, to current, to modern day, to today. Uh, he uh, And he scored 38 goals and 20 assists. All right? So... Do what? He used to be good. Yeah, he used to be fine. On penalty miss. It's just now it's just yeah. Now he's taunting us. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Uh, so um, Terry, uh, Lee Ty, Lee Ty for Terry. 30. Terry says 30. Matt, what do you got? 39. 39. That was, uh, yeah. Lee Tai, 40 appearances. Oh. From, uh, from 2002 through 2006. Uh, a little, a little Lee Tai stories. Um, when I was younger and for some reason I used to have a weird obsession with Lee Tai so um, when my uncle would take me the game we used to put a pound on the first score every time so I used to do Lee Tai because his odds were so high it was like 30 to 1 because he'd never score and he'd always have a, like a P-roll at Osmond style shot 30 odd yards but, but never happened <laughs> obviously that's great <laughs> I, I saw Terry's face when you said, oh, I've got a Lee Tai story, and he was like, what? <laughs> it was like brow furrowed, like, not many people have Lee Tai stories. <laughs> nice. All right, so Matt, we're back with you. Matt, and uh, I'm just going to throw, heap the pressure on Terry and say, Matt, you get this one right. This is your game. All right, so Terry, 
you need to you need a block here friend need a block uh phil jagielka Three hundred and twenty-seven. Three twenty-seven says Matt. Terry, will you block? Four hundred and twelve. Four hundred and twelve. Okay, gentlemen, I've got to do some math. It's right in the middle. <laughs> it is. Hold on a second. Let's find out. Uh, ben, could you put on some like really great on hold music to, uh, while I do this math? Hopefully, it doesn't take very long. Okay. <clears throat> Gentlemen, uh, Phil Jagielka had 361 appearances. I should have been able to eyeball this and know the difference, but uh, Matt, you were 34 away from the correct, and Terry, you were 51 away. So that uh, that gives the round to Matt, and that... That is a that is a, a strong strong debut performance on if so, you know your history. So cost, yes. <laughs> that is that is a thorough ass whooping from new guys <laughs> up and, and just taking names. <laughs> <laughs> Terry uh, Terry's gonna come on here next time. He will have studied. <laughs> they're taking giving themselves some everything quizzes to beef up uh yeah man uh matt good round man that was a that was a solid solid work so matt the way this works is your your prize your 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 gold medal for this is to be able to pick the closing song for the podcast so what oh, jesus yeah uh, matt is thoroughly unprepared clearly <laughs> just uh what what do you want what do you want to close out the show to uh for duly respect to my cat i could have a way down in the hole it's the wire theme tune <laughs> hey so which one you gotta go season one the whole yeah season one season one uh the season one theme of theme to the wire way down yeah. way down in a hole it always threw me Every time, every season would start, and I'm like, wait, no, no, I liked the old one. And then by the end of the season, I'm like, wow, I like this one. This is a good version, because they always change the versions every season, you know? Uh, But that one, I I will agree, that's the one. When we restarted the first season, I was like, yeah, yeah. That's that's the the flagship one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, I feel like there's a modern band that has covered that song and that is on the radio now in the states have you guys heard that over there it sounds different which i'm glad because i usually like covers to sound different than the original to kind of so people kind of make it their own you know um but yeah i feel like it's something if it's not the same words it's like really similar you know uh so uh so is that is it the is it your 
affinity for the show that makes you name that, or is it the fact that that song just kind of gets in your brain and like a like a worm? <laughs> it just it just sticks in my head forever. Yeah, yeah. The cat, the cat, cat on the floor over there right now, look staring at me, telling me if I don't pick that, then he's gonna he's gonna chuck me off his corner. <laughs> Threatening cat. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so that's that's what I'm missing right now. Not having a cat is, is threatening, like threatening your your choices, your life choices. <laughs> I, my cat's actually outside my window, which is open. I can hear her shouting for me to come and let her out, let her in. Sorry, but now I'm sort of thinking, see, this is how it feels when you get ignored when someone's calling you. Not, <laughs> not very nice, that is it? Because that's what you do to me all of the time. And, and that's what cat spite is like, folks. That's that's Terry putting its putting his cat in his place, and that's <laughs> all right. So I guess that's so we're as we're as we're listening to to is the is the title of the song actually way down in a hole? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I've not actually looked it up before. I've never looked yeah. it up. So I guess we'll we'll find that out. Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't know how we're gonna find that out. Hey, there's a, actually no, no. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now, so that listeners get the knowledge way down in the hole. There we go. There you go. All right. Always learning new things on the Tough Blues podcast. So uh, that is the uh, that is the end of our show. Uh, if you're digging the Toffee Blues podcast, please subscribe. Why not? nothing stopping you um unless someone is literally holding your phone or your device saying do not sit in that case i am sorry i made assumptions uh so there's that uh if you if you're thinking you know what matt is new i wonder what matt looks like check out the toffee blues youtube channel because you'll see his face on there it's crazy also terry's in mine but you, you probably can imagine what we look like, bespectacled older men. You know, that's what we are. Uh, so, so uh, yeah. And other than that, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of plugging to do other than, uh, yeah, if you if you want to uh, check out the Toffee Blues website, uh, check that out. There's lots of, uh, lots of new stuff going on there. There's a lot of content, uh, all things Everton on there. Also, if you want to follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, I don't think they have a MySpace. I just wanted to say MySpace and laugh about its existence because it happened. So, uh, yeah, and that's, that's all I've got. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, Matt, it's good to, good to meet you, man. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Yeah, man, it's really fun. Uh, Terry, uh, as always, brother. It was a pleasure, guys. Nice to meet you, Matt. Uh, I'll have you back soon. I hope so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, guys, I guess all the thing, the only thing left to do is to is to say bye bye. Uh, so, yeah, this is Jerry, and I'm out. Bye. Oh!